Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And I think we're going to finish up our rankings talk the last few weeks. End it with the tight ends, which... Jeff, I actually thought this was going to be probably the most, I mean, boring topic. Not much people would comment on it, but surprisingly people got very uh upset with some of the rankings of their players here some of their favorite guys in my ranks i did a top 20 actually some people got really upset with me i don't know if <laughs> tight end was that like big of a position to debate i guess but who do you think okay first off i think me and you have a little bit of a disagreement right I go Kelsey Ertz Kittle. You're probably going Kelsey Kittle Ertz. Is that right? Yeah, I believe I will be putting Kittle above Ertz next year, but I'm not gonna. I'd, there's no real reason to debate that. I, I think right. Ertz and Kittle are kind of on that that number two tier together. Yeah, um, Ertz is more proven, but I think Kittle definitely has the upside. But there's I mean, either way, you're n- no reason to get upset if one of the two is ahead of the other, right? No, I don't think Except, so. Except, um, let's see here. Let me see if I can get this guy's name. Oh, I can't. I can't find the name. But here he goes. He says, you on crack? George Kittle just had the best season ever, plus led the NFL in yards after catch. He's number one. Number one? Well, you know. <laughs> I like the enthusiasm. He was incredibly good, and especially as a young guy with a uh, – you know, unproven quarterback after Garoppolo went down. There's a lot to love there, but, um, you know, <laughs> best season uh, ever. Yeah. It was a good season. Yeah. And especially, you know, you're talking about dethroning Kelsey. You're not even just talking about Ertz. Yeah. And taking Kelsey out of number one, I, that is just wishful thinking. I mean, what has he been one or two, um, the past three years? And the only time he was number two, I believe Gronkowski was number one, who is possibly the greatest fantasy tight end of all time. So, yep. And I mean, Kittle, Kittle was great. I mean, that's, but people like Kittle, George Kittle is a hundred percent top two. Like, okay. I mean, I can see why you can say that he should be top two, but he, <laughs> I mean, Ertz what, had, what, 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 let's see. Let's say, what was the ranking too? Are we talking, um, are we talking PPR or no? I mean, I don't even, I can't even know the difference. Um, I think Kittle finished ahead of Ertz and standard because of the, um, yardage, I believe. Let me see here. I don't have the list up right now. I believe he would have finished ahead of him probably in standard. Maybe. It's probably close. But then Ertz pulled together, let's see, 28 more catches than, than Kittle. Right, I was going to say, Ertz in a PPR league, too, is definitely a little more credible, if you will. Um, you never know what's going to happen with that offense. But he does catch a ton of balls. So if, if we're talking PPR, the Ed's. You know, he is one guy that definitely gets the boost because of that. Yep. And he actually, well, he had 28 more catches, but he ended up with like 200 less yards. So, yeah, Kittle was getting a lot bigger plays. It was pretty impressive. But, I mean, really, honestly, I can either, I I would be fine if somebody put Kittle number one. I'm even okay with that. But one, two, three, I think these guys are by far the top three. And it's pretty, pretty clear. I don't think you really debate it too much. But. Here, I'll, let me let me list off the rest of my top ten here, quick. So I went Kelsey Ertz Kittle. I went OJ Howard at four. I went. Uh, I actually went David Njoku number five. I think it's gonna be a big year for him. Hunter Henry six. 
Evan Ingram, 7. Eric Ebron came in 8th. Rob Gronkowski all the way down at 9. And then Austin Hooper made it in my top 10. Actually there. So, Ebron did make my top 10. I know. Probably surprising, right? <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, a little bit, but he did so well last year. I think just keeping him out of the top five is your little F you to him. Well, yeah, then I have some comments. Ebron should be top five. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I, I figured. Yeah, Ebron top five with luck as a quarterback. I don't agree with this list. <laughs> said, um, no respect for Ebron, and I said he's the worst. So that's my <laughs> is, is he the one that you got the most uh, blowback for? Um, he's one of the – oh, yeah, uh, Najoku over Ebron. That's insane. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably Ebron. I mean, Ebron and Kittle. Honestly, Kittle here says I'm looking at more. Um, there's just a lot of Kittle comments. It Kittle over Ertz and Ebron and uh, OJ Howard should, should switch. Yeah, it's a lot of Ebron and um, Ebron and Kittle are the main ones. And actually, surprisingly, the one I would say who had the sec- the next most amount of comments was Mark Andrews from Baltimore, in not making my top twenty. A lot of Mark Andrews fans out there, hmm. which I mean, he had he had a um, pretty decent, I would say, rookie season. Let me see. Let me pull up his exact numbers. I know he had pretty good yards per catch. So he he had thirty four catches for five hundred and fifty two yards, three touchdowns. So sixteen point two yards per catch. That's pretty solid. And I could definitely see an improvement, especially at tight end. You know, they they. That's a pretty decent rookie season for a tight end. They, they usually don't come out and just set the world on fire. But top twenty already for Mark Andrews? Eh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. What, what I don't like about that too is you're you're assuming. I mean, you're talking top twenty in tight end. So you know, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a lot of good names on on the list that you have. But uh, you know, they also have Hurst, right? Who they drafted actually higher than Andrews, yeah. and he was hurt a lot last year. So. How is he going to play in? You have, obviously, the the rookie quarterback, which, you know, depending on who he really vibes with, uh, there's, uh, you know, there's definitely so many questions marks there. I, I would have a hard time rushing to that judgment. Yeah, I mean, I just I can't put him top 20. Shoot, I might. He, he's a – I don't even think he's – I don't feel like he's draftable. There's enough guys. I don't think you need to. I yeah, mean, and you're – I mean, when you're talking that – Ebron and Gronk are at the end of your top 10. And last year, tight end was in a very, very thin position, to say the least. Um, but you do get a lot of guys back from injury, which definitely helps out. And, uh, you know, you're not usually rostering two guys. So, you know, are you really drafting someone like Mark Andrews? Very unlikely. And somebody else wrote about Ebron again. It says, you sound like a salty Lions fan. Well, <laughs> don't let bias blind you. That is the truest makes, of the <laughs> makes you seem less credible. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your uh, your blatant hatred right there. I don't care. It's it's whatever. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and uh, I, know, actually, I don't. Well, okay, I don't in, actually hate in, that ranking. Well, to be honest honesty, with Ebron, though, you should have a healthy Jack Doyle next year, and because of that. Just that alone, I feel like, could drop Ebron a little bit. And he was so touchdown dependent. That I mean, 
He had 66 catches for 750 yards. That really wasn't that much different than what he did with the Lions. I mean, with the Lions, okay, in 2016, he had 61 catches for 711. So last year he had 66 catches for 750. That's There's barely a difference there. It's all about the touchdowns. And touchdowns can go up and down. There's, I mean, 13 this year, that's, I mean, that's huge. Oh, yeah, it's, that's a monster it's season. It really such is. A, it's such a touchdown-dependent season he had. So, yeah, it's really like, yeah, if you look at those numbers, it's not like he was like that much better than his Detroit days. Oh, shoot, that season in 2016 where he had that 61 catches for 7-11, he did that in 13 games. He did this in this past year, he had 16. So, yeah, it's it's all those touchdowns. Will they always go to Ebron? I, don't, I just don't feel like that's something that can be sustained. Yeah, I mean, 13 is definitely on the high end, too. So even if he gets into double digits and you're talking, I mean, what did uh, what did he end um, the year at? Number four, correct? Yeah, I think so. So he ended at number four, and you had that monster year. So even if you go down three, not to mention O.J. Howard looked like he could have competed with him if he would have stayed healthy. That's one. Hunter Henry is coming back, which I think is an uber-talented guy on a good offense. Ingram had a down year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, on this ranking, I, you could easily put him, you know, if you wanted to put him five, I think that would probably be about where a lot of people have him. But I think eight is ranking him, you know, relatively fine. I, You know, I would probably rank him at, like, number seven. I would probably have Ingram right below him. But I, I don't think it's anything that crazy. I mean, Ebron hasn't shown any sort of pattern of stability yet. But he does have a whole lot of, uh, you know, talent. And if that offense keeps going the way they are, yeah, he definitely could be in that top five discussion again. He should be if they're going to throw it to him like that. But that is a lot of touchdowns to recreate. And how many times do we see people fall off in a huge way when it comes down to touchdown production? Yep. It's a, it's it's tough to do that. I mean, if he does it again, sure. But then right. you and can, then, then then you can start to expect I'll, it a little yeah. bit. But it's happened to so many players where they've had this one huge touchdown season and they never did it again. So I got to see another one before I believe it's even possible. But here's a here's a talk about Gronk who I put in ninth. I don't know how you think about that one. You think he should be higher than that or? Uh, you know that's a tough one, and it's not so much. You know he looked good in the playoffs, but he was hobbled all year, and he still put up you know enough to be relevant. But I. In my mind right now, I just I feel like he's done. I feel like he's he's ready to hang it up. Maybe he sticks around for one more title, but I don't. He's not the same player. He doesn't. He can't take the durability uh, risk anymore. So I, I just don't think he's a as big of a part of the game plan. He just worries me too much. So it's not so much that do I think that he's gonna finish, you know, number nine if he if he's healthy for a year. I think he'll be higher than that, but. Am I taking that chance because of his back? Because I don't, you know, really think his heart is in it anymore. Now, nah, probably I'm probably not. But I would gladly take him as like the ninth tight end, though. Right. You know I, I think mean? this like, is a place where I would take him. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that that's kind of my that when you talk about the rankings, you can either say, hey, this is where I think they're actually going to finish, or this is where I would take that person. Yep. This is the the latter of that. Yeah, somebody did write about Gronk. He said, Gronk, do you even know who he is? He should be way higher. <laughs> But. I mean, that's a good point. He's the greatest <laughs> tight end to ever play the game, perhaps, and definitely the best fantasy. So, um, Some other comments about um, oh, Vance McDonald. People think Vance McDonald should have been my top 20. He didn't quite make my top 20. 
I don't know. I mean, let's let's see what happens with that offense or yeah. that that team first. Yep. Then, um, oh, somebody wrote that I did cook dirty. Jared Cook, I put number eleven. Mm. It, Jared Cook is definitely a love and hate for me. He's he, a, he uh, he's you know, a, he'll have some big games, but that's the thing with Jared Cook. You you look at you end up looking at like just the end of the year. And where he ends up ranked, and it's probably higher. But if you go and actually look at his games, there are a lot more weeks where you got nothing from him. That it's I can't trust. I can't trust Jared Cook. It's so hard to figure out which matchup he's going to be good in. So here we go. Last year, he had a couple big games. He had a nine for one eighty. He had a eight for one ten with two touchdowns. He had a game of seven for a hundred and a touchdown. Seven for one sixteen, no touchdowns. And then I guess, I mean, there's a four for 74 and a touchdown. So let's say four, four really big games, one decent game, right? Here's his other games. Four for 49, five for 31, four for 20, two for 10, two for 20, four for 52, three for 31, two for 32, two for 23, two for 20, three for 28. It's really bad. That's... How how can you? I would I'd take Mark Andrews over him. I feel like I, I need to adjust my ranking. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he always um. Whenever we talk about Cook, he is definitely a very athletic guy, and people kind of fall in love with him. Heaven knows, a couple of years ago, I kind of did, but he's always a guy that I'm willing to stream when I need him because he's capable of those big games. But if you do have him for an entire year, I've he's never been able to put that together, and so he's just never really worth picking up unless you're you know you're taking someone incredibly late. So you know I, it's tough because you're right the the ranking is always going to look better than what he really is because he's going to have those few big games. But if you aren't playing him the entire year and you in you know in order to get those games, he, he almost serves very little to no value. Yeah, it really really does. It's it's tough to, I mean, you're going to miss out most weeks with him. But now looking at some of the other guys I have who, um, some of the bigger names are finally, are falling down for me now. Like Greg Olson at 14, he's just too many injuries. If, if he's back another year, it's, I don't know if you, you can't trust him. Kyle Rudolph at 16. Jordan Reed's down at 18 now. I'm just done with Jordan Reed. Completely. <laughs> yeah. I start. I, mean, like, I got this thing slight, about weird, like undervalued thing with him last year, where I'm like starting. Oh, you know, he's completely under the radar. I started using him, and then he got hurt and put up a zero when I needed him the most. He, and, and Jordan <laughs> Reed showed up again right there. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I just, I can't believe I even like, I picked him up on the waivers, and I started to actually like use Jordan Reed again. It was the stupidest decision I've ever made. It's it, it's the uh, it's kind of the curse of having a a thin position and at tight end. So you start looking for talent that is definitely there, but they haven't you know either proven it or they haven't returned to it. Jordan Reed's yep. case, he never got over his injuries. I get it though. I, I I totally understand reaching in order to find that guy because who else were you gonna go and pick up in the tight end position? Oh, last there was year? it was so nobody. thin. But the funny thing is, this year it actually feels like there's more players when I'm looking at the list, but last year, so many it, of them got hurt and just weren't <laughs> performing, you know, 
this year is really kind of worries me. It's hoping that like OJ Howard is healthy and makes that jump like we think. David Njoku, he's only going to be 23 years old when the season starts. I think he could make that jump. You need, but you need those guys to make the jump for this position to be actually, you know, have a, a lot of depth to it. And Hunter Henry too. You need Hunter Henry. You need basically you need Howard. You need Njoku. You need Hunter Henry. You need Evan Ingram. You need those guys to actually like be really good players. Yeah. Well, the the good thing <laughs> that changes the good everything. thing about. Yeah, the good thing about Njoku is we, we believe that he has a QB that is going to keep improving, and I think that will help him out a ton. I really do worry about uh, Evan Ingram after seeing Eli taking another step backwards, if you will. It seems like he's at the end of his career. And uh, Evan Ingram actually suffering last year as well, having that kind of sophomore slump. It, it just kind of worries me in general because who – yeah, how are they going to, and not to mention Barkley was a beast and you have Odell Beckham. So there's, and Sterling Shepard is no slouch either. So you have a lot of mouths to feed while your quarterback is already, uh, you know, not doing that great. So it does worry me that Evan Ingram isn't going to get the, the volume he needs in order to get back to where we think he can be. I think Evan Ingram is Odell dependent. He's dependent on Odell not being there. Right, because right, because he did it real. He did it huge uh, when Odell was hurt uh, yeah, those, during Evan Ingram's rookie season. Well, and then the last three games of last year of this past season, Odell was out, and he went eight for seventy-five, six for eighty-seven, and five for eighty-one in the touchdown. After doing nothing all year, and Odell's out, and he looked pretty good again. That's big. It, there's like I said, just too many mouths to feed. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, really. It seems to be, oh, shoot, like before that, I mean, his first, let's see, how many games? He played in 11 games last year. So in his first, let's see here, the first eight games he played, he had a total of 30, like 35 targets for the first eight games, about 35, 36 targets, something like that. In those last three games without Odell, he had 26 and just three. It's just and so that's what was going on. I mean, the more I'm thinking about that one, it was completely his rookie year. There was no Odell. His last three games where I started to think he's good again, it's no Odell. I don't think they can coexist. Uh, you might be right, and that would be, yeah, but that would too, be too bad. I, mean, I don't know for sure. It just feels it feels tough there. I don't know if Eli can support that. This this oh, this team should be good, right? Odell, Saquon, Evan Ingram. Even Sterling Shepard as a two is not a bad like, second receiver. Oh no, they should. I mean, their their offense should be very good now with Saquon. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't want to hit on Eli too much. I mean, heaven knows he's won what two Super Bowls. True, but it, they just didn't look. They didn't look like a winning team la- last year. And I know it wasn't just Eli. There was a lot going on. Um, I don't know. You you worry about the the other side of it as well as maybe an uber talented team like that just has the personalities that, you know, will eat each other. And you talk about kind of like the Des Bryant T.O. effect, you know, is, is Odell kind of that guy? You know, is that team just going to continuously let everyone down? Yeah. They need to draft a quarterback now this year. Like, there's no screwing around anymore. Yeah, if you were – do you like uh, one of the quarterbacks in the draft this year? Not really. Yeah, Tyler not, Murray, not maybe. That's about – I just think he – You don't like Haskins? 
I don't know, because he's from Ohio State. <laughs> I was going to say, is that, is that the Michigan fan in you? <laughs> Honestly, though, I, it's not just that. There's something I just don't think. I don't know. I just don't feel like he's that great. I just don't see it. Maybe I, mean, I could be completely wrong. I just, I don't know. I don't get that feeling. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to tell with quarterbacks. It is. I mean, I could be, I mean, shoot, I could be so wrong on that one. I just, I don't quite see it. And then, um, and Kyler Murray is interesting to me. He really is. I don't know if it can translate to the NFL, but he was really good in college. So, it, I mean, he was, but so is Haskins. Is the Kyle Murray thing, does the emergence of, um, Casey's gunslinger and, and his baseball background have well, does that enter your mind a little bit with Kyler? It's Fuller? just I think it's just he's, Kyle it's, Murray, Kyle Fuller. Kyle, Kyle it's, Murray. <laughs> he's such a different players like him never made it in the NFL as a quarterback before, so it's just so interesting to me and see if he get like he, what, maybe five eight five nine. No one like him yeah. ever been a, been a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, well, I mean, how was I mean maybe what Flutie was really short, wasn't he? I think Flutie was short. Breeze is considered short at what six and he's foot? Six foot. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, he would he would be incredibly small for the position now, which is kind of crazy to think. But yeah, he he does have a lot of these kind of intangible things you can't really teach. Well, and that was part of it with Baker Mayfield. People were saying he was too short. He's listed at like six one. Yeah. Well, they, they said that about Russell Wilson too. Like I feel like you you almost go down the line, but you know Murray is definitely. Shorter than all those guys. He's so. he's listed as five ten, so he's probably so five, he's eight. like five five. I know how that works. <laughs> yeah. In our high school basketball program, I was listed as like six foot, but I I might not have ever quite hit six foot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more. Yeah, you always have to round up at least a little bit. Give yourself at least one inch, right? Five eleven. Yeah, you you got to. <laughs> but I don't know. If I hope I hope he gets drafted number one. I think it'd be interesting. Goes to Arizona. They just get rid of Josh Rosen. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be no. But I really like the Giants. Pretty to wild get him. to get I'd rid like of the Giants a, uh, to get him. I think that would be cool. Giants to get one of those guys. I just. I, mean, I think they have to. I think. I mean, you got to try it out. Oh yeah, you, you have make, to find. You, just, you have to. You, you have to go, go for it. If you believe in a guy, you definitely have to. Because also, how many times? I know a lot of people are drafting quarterbacks and throwing them right into the fire, but. You know, it it's not like you're winning that first year. And how many years does it take to get him up to speed compared to if you can ride Eli out for another year or so? Yep. Um, you know, I, I'd much if I was a organization, I would much rather uh, go the Aaron Rodgers route <laughs> than uh, the uh, name one, Jamarcus Russell oh, route. God. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. But, all right, I think that's gonna do it for our tight end slash NFL draft quarterback episode. It's off season, right? But all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next week.